Hello, my friends. How are you today? Welcome to the Urbantopia podcast, the podcast that focuses on the most important relationship you have, the one with yourself. If you want to learn and get inspired about your life, growth, health, your relationship with yourself and with everything that surrounds you, then let me tell you that you are in the right place. Thanks for being here, my friend, and enjoy the episode. Hello, my friends. How are you today? Can you believe that January is over and February is here? Crazy, right? January was a full month for me with some great stuff, but also some new, weird, unknown emotions that I had experienced for the first time. And let me tell you, that was not pleasant at all. Basically, because I am into a lockdown and because I don't see my family and because I feel I am so restricted in my freedom, whenever somebody from my friends or family, they send me pictures of, I don't know, they're here, they're there. I get triggered, but in such a strong way. And I never felt like this. I'm not an envious person. And feeling that I was craving being somewhere else made me feel sad about myself. That was new. This said, it's not a bad envy or something. It's really just lockdown and isolation for somebody who was used to travel and to be around people and to be everywhere. It's kind of hard. The point is we made it till February and no matter how long time feels right now, if you are under restrictions, no matter how life is getting to you right now, especially on our mental health, emotional health, and ultimately physical health, I want you to know that you got this, okay? We all got this. It's one day at a time and I'm sure it's gonna be okay, hopefully very soon. So for you that is listening today to this episode, I want to cheer you, celebrate you, because the chances are if you are from my community, if you follow and listen to this podcast, if you follow me on Instagram and follow everything I do, you really are a person that wants to get inspired, get new perspectives, new ideas, grab new tools I share and hopefully laugh a bit. And I promise I am much more clownier in real life. And my hope is that those tools, ideas and drops of inspiration make you feel better, motivate you to learn more and motivate you to implement what you feel aligned with and ultimately transform your life. Because this is my goal. I want to impact your life in a positive way. Sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable, I know, but I know it's for your own good. So thank you for being here. Thank you for doing the work and thank you for your support. So let's dive into today's episode. So today's episode came to mind as I see more and more reports that talk about mental health, people going depressed, emotional health, people breaking up, having breakdowns, going into a burnout, getting anxiety, insomnia, and I suffered from insomnia in the last couple of months. Of course, I mean, this is one of the biggest, hottest topics and one of the huge issues that are happening in the midst of the COVID situation. And while I do feel compassionate and I do feel super supportive of anybody who is going through something hard and my heart is with you, I thought I would do an episode from a different perspective. It's not gonna be a mashup of what's already been said. Um, I know I spoke in a previous episode about mental health and how our brain functions and how we can support our mental health. Today, I'm gonna talk more about how you can map your current situation, how you can analyze four areas in your life right now. And also I'm gonna teach you the interpretation ladder. And these two systems 
they work as a loop, supporting and affecting and influencing each other. You can see it as a human engineering that if you apply it to your life, basically it's like an equation. It's going to help you have more clarity on what's going on, what's not happening, what's happening, what's putting you in these situations if you're not happy with where you are, what's setting you up for success and how you're dealing with information that comes to you. Little disclaimer over here, because I feel, um, I know some people are going to feel triggered maybe because they will think I'm being insensitive with the whoever is dealing with mental health issues. Just so you know, I'm dealing with my anxiety when it comes up. I'm dealing with my stress and overwhelm. I'm dealing with uncertainties in so many ways. I'm dealing with being abroad, away from my family and my home. I am not insensitive to that, but I am also a firm believer that we can own our situation. We can always try to make things better. And this is exactly what I want to shed the light on today. I'm not a psychologist, but I am a person who studied the human behavior neuroscience, neuroplasticity mindset to support you and me and all of us as humans in the middle of any experience or hardship we might encounter. So today I wanted to take it from another perspective as I said, not the one where we feel under the spell of what our environment conditions and brain chemicals are doing, rather from the light at the end of the tunnel, from the position of ownership. Own your situations, own your conditions, do something about it and I'm sure you're going to be okay. Imagine as if I was somewhere at the end of the tunnel. You can see the light there and I am there waving at you, pulling and pushing you towards that end of the tunnel to see that there are things you can do about this whole situation and about anything that's happening to you, including your emotional and mental health. At least you have few options that you can apply to support yourself through low energy, heavy mood, uh, bad news, bad experiences, etc. You will realize through this episode that all the work to master our mind, thoughts, fears, emotions is a work for us to change our behaviors and also to generate more joy, more happiness, more courage, and ultimately an overall amazing well-being. I know there is a lot of emphasis on the negative side but sometimes I feel there is no emphasis on what do you want? Okay, that happened there. But what do you want now? What do you want tomorrow? What do you want the next day? Ultimately, for what kind of result? What kind of life? And my hope is that today I'm going to give you something that will make you think about that. Another disclaimer. <laughs> oh my God, I love disclaimers. This is not a magical process where the therapist, the coach, the healer, or whoever is giving you the pill or the medicine or the tool or anything. It's not something that works one way. This is a 100% collaborative process. And the ultimate shift only happens when you do your part of the work, when you implement it and when you carry on. Yes, my friend, carry on. All right, so let's start. First of all, let me reiterate that the real science of a human psychology, mental functioning, mindset, etc. is the combination of two parts, the study of the mind itself and the study of behavior. So basically, the study of the mind is how you think, what you do, and the study of the behavior. How do you show up? How do you interact with other people? And my dear friend, while I fully support therapy, treatments, anything that you really need, if you really need it, I would like to add that my take on mental health is that if you feel that you tried and tried and worked and did the work and tried the hacks and everything, but you still feel off, then please go 
seek a therapist. Please do not feel shame or guilt or judgment from the other people. You have to go talk to somebody who will go back to the facts, will help you understand them and also will support you in reframing them or break that pattern or trauma or the thought process that was blocking or affecting you. And again, there is no shame in this some specific extreme situations to get the treatments are needed to rebalance your brain chemistry and ultimately how you feel. So please, if you feel like you need that kind of support and you did the work, go for it. Go seek a therapist. Just remember that either before or after, while we are dealing with extreme periods of stress, grief or hardship, we still own our reality, you know, one way or the other. And we can take that ownership and work on ourselves. The myths that say that our nature is fixed by age 7 or 12 or that we can't reprogram our minds isn't serving you. Our brain Heart, organs and cells are powerful, my friend. And we can choose to reprogram them, implement cues, triggers to re-educate the way we think, we feel and we react, which allows us to take back our full ownership and control. You just need to educate yourself. You just need to learn the tools and you just need to implement them. It's easy as that. And if you do that, it's no brainer that you will see transformation and growth happen in any area of your life. I insist again, It's not because you feel stuck in an area and you keep feeling like crap over and over and over and over again, that that is your reality. That's not your reality. And please don't think that you have no power over anything that's happening to you. Like we all hear people saying, that's the way I think. I can't do anything about it. I am not enough. I'm not good enough. That's for this kind of people, not those kind of people. And then you keep sinking and sinking and sinking. What I'm going to share with you is a system that helps you somehow assess where you are. And at the same time, it's a ladder that you can literally follow in specific situations throughout the day to understand how you can make better choices, better decisions, be around better people, plan your life in an active way rather than a reactive way, okay? I want you to trust that ability of figuring things out. I want you to trust yourself and I want you to, as always, keep an open mind and do the work and I'm sure it's going to change your life. If there is one thing that we learned in the area of growth and mindset is that we can train our brain, ourselves to think a certain way, feel a certain way, act a certain way. And that's ultimately is what builds your habits, your lifestyle, and therefore your personality and reality. So there is no fixed nothing. Our mind is completely flexible. Our mind is easy to reprogram. Our mind is easy to switch on off certain uh, patterns and then uh, firing and wiring other patterns that serve us. We just have really to do the work. So this is proven science, you know, this feeds positive, constructive mindset. And I think that's a great news because whoever thinks that their life is gone, they need to stay in that job because they need to pay the bills and they have no ability or strength or intelligence or, or anything to change their situation, then that's just simply not true, you know? Okay, so here are the four main areas that your mind is working off and that you will need to look at whenever you feel getting out of alignment or depressed or with with a low mood or drive. I urge you to get a pen and paper because you will need to map the four first areas and then the interpretation ladder. So the area number one is your social environment or social cues. For example, if you grew up in an environment that felt unsafe most of the time, 
You grow up with fear. It can affect you as an adult, of course. And this is the point where I think the myth that's what happens to us when we were a kid, we are five or six, dictates our whole life. And I know there will be people out there listening and thinking, are you crazy? What about abuse? What about violence? And here I am to explain, of course, I am not saying those do not exist. I'm not saying they do not affect us. I am simply saying that you can do something about their effects on you and you can reprogram and break those emotional and mental limitations that came from those experiences. And if you want to know further, please do your research on modern psychology and modern therapies. Childhood experiences might affect your adulthood, but it doesn't dictate or control or seal it for life unless you allow them to. Listen to this again. Childhood experiences might affect your adulthood, but it doesn't dictate, control, or seal it for life unless you allow them to. I'm gonna open up here and I'm gonna talk about things that probably nobody knows. Bear in mind that I myself, I am a child that had extremely difficult experiences and also a very hard environment where I grew up. And you will never ever hear me say that anything wrong with me today was caused by that past experience. Quite the opposite actually. I am shaped by it in a positive way. I am a compassionate person because I went through those experiences. It was part of my early life and will always be a part of my life, but I will never ever take the passive seat and dwell or lament over it because it doesn't serve me. It's as easy as this. I really hope this is not triggering you because ultimately I am but sharing my own experience, number one. And if you find yourself blocked or dwelling or stuck in a past experience, then again, you do probably need to see a therapist because staying idle is not serving you. If you have a situation that's upsetting you for years and years and years and you can't deal with it, even after after doing the work with yourself. In this case, you really need to take care of yourself and seek someone who will support you into working on those facts and those experiences. No stigma here. Again, it's totally fine to struggle sometimes and to get help. This leads me to the second part of this first area, which is social environment. The second part that influences your mental structure, mental health, emotional health is people who are around you today. Not 10 years ago, not a year ago, today. That's called your social network. Did you know that we have cells in our brain called mirror neurons that react and fire signals based on the people and the external behaviors around you? I'm sure you watch movies where all of a sudden a group of people start running and screaming and it creates a massive effect of everybody else running and screaming in the same direction without even knowing why. That's a survival mechanism in our brain triggered by those mirror neurons. We are built to pick up on social cues for empathy, for compassion, also for protection and survival. And I am talking about this because your immediate social group is dictating your emotional life today. And part of the most important things that we can do to improve our mental and emotional health is to make sure that people who are around us have a positive energy, they make you feel happy and joyful and alive, and you want to be around. If you happen to have a close family member or colleague who are grumpy or push you down or always diminish you, I understand you can't isolate yourself or dump them, but you can either be conscious of your exposure, limit it, or if you can't do that, then you have to equip yourself 
with what you lack in terms of emotional tools and strategies to neutralize that behavior and minimize and diffuse their effects on you. And at the same time, please, 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 if you are lacking that positive, lively, supportive environment in your life, go build it. Create or join supportive groups and networks. Even if you work alone or live alone, start an activity, volunteer, go on meetups. People are out there and I'm sure you can find some who you aspire to be close to, to be more alike. So please, please, please do your part of the job, okay? So practically speaking, you can change your state of mind, your emotions, I'm sure even your physical health, just by shifting your social environment and by choosing to be around positive people. Capisci? (laughs) I don't know what I have with this today. (laughs) The second area that affects your mental and emotional health is your routines and your habits. Have you heard of that? Sure you did. If you have been a pessimistic jerk for 40 years, if you didn't show any kindness or compassion to people, it's definitely going to be hard to change and become the opposite because the habit of doing and the habit of getting conditioned to be that way is your nature right now. So if you also have gotten into the habit of beating yourself up or uh, doubting your abilities or lacking self-confidence because you once failed a marriage or messed up a project or got into a bad situation, dwelling and ruminating those same experiences isn't going to magically turn you into the king of joy. And when something hard hits, you will feel worse and think even more negatively of yourself because your mindset is now, I am not capable, I'm not worthy, I don't deserve it. And that conditioning impacts you today and also impacts your mental health, emotional health and your future. But my friend, here is the good news. (laughs) Most conditionings, weirdly, happen by accident. You just started some line of thoughts some actions and stuck to that routine and habit just by accident. It wasn't purposeful till it became your operating mechanism and your lifestyle. And this means that if it happened by accident, you can also consciously, intentionally reverse it. See, when I spoke about the fact that I'm a human engineer, basically I see our bodies and our systems working together. And when something is wrong in one system and starts and starts affecting another system and then another, you just go to the source You fix it and then there is a ripple effect. So I was saying you can reverse it by intention, by design. You can build your state of mind, which affects your emotions, energy and ultimately habits and routines for the super new experience that I wish for you. Just as an engine generates energy, I want you to own that you also can generate the great things for your mind to feel engaged, to feel happy, to feel charged, to feel connected, joyful and excited really about life. So I want you to see it this way. When you go to the gym, you lift weight to condition your body. I want you to ask yourself a question. What are you doing to condition your mind? Do you have tools and techniques that put your mind in a state of rest and expansion? Do you have habits and routines that infuse intention for the day or the moment? Do you have triggers where you stop many times through the day and check in with yourself positively? Or do you journal and plan the day ahead? Do you review what went super right and what you could have done better so you can learn from past experiences? What do you do to challenge yourself? Do you read a lot? Do you get educated? Do you invest in your growth? Do you listen to podcasts? 
Do you do any kind of activity that supports and improves your mind? Do you rest properly and give yourself downtime to restore and refresh? All these things are called habits. You probably heard of them, but do you intentionally plan them in your day and through your life so you are 100% sure you will be always functioning from a place of power with abundance of energy, of feeling good, of great emotions, of companionship with people around you, your team, your husband, your friends and family, or you are not. And I just want to end this point with this statement. Everything you are today, your health, your life, your business, your relationships, your achievements, are the result of your conditioning, meaning the habits and routines you implemented over the last 10 years. And please, do not review area by area, I want you to review everything together because sometimes, and this is one of the aspects that most overachievers fall into, is having a great career but a crappy marriage, having a great marriage and a great career but having a crappy fitness and health, having a great fitness and health but not delivering for work or not having time for kids. So please look at it from all aspects and all categories of your life. And again, everything you are today is the result of your conditioning, meaning the habits and routines you implemented over the last 10 years. If you are in a good place, you worked for it. And if your life sucks right now, think of it this way. It didn't just suck one day. You probably did something for it over time. And again, I want you to realize that I'm talking about different categories and all the categories in your life. And I want you to understand when shit happens, it's how you deal with that that conditions you to fail or to get to your next level. So be mindful of your reactions, your behaviors in time of crisis and definitely build systems and routines that support you when things go south. The bottom line is, equip yourself with the best tools and the best techniques that will help you when things go south. I personally have a toolkit that I use like a menu because I view everybody in our existence or our our being as a piece of a bigger system that works together. Which means for each situation, I have a habit or a tool or a technique that supports me while I am dealing with the situation. I basically make sure my mind and emotions are optimal by habit, by routine, by choice. So when something hard comes, I already have a balanced aligned state where I take that stress from as if I was sitting or standing on higher ground. That moves me to the third area that can affect your mental health and emotional health. And that is consequences. Meaning that because we are having a certain fear of an outcome, we get conditioned to do things one way or the other. If your consequences of doing something are perceived as negative, that it's going to cause you, let's say, disappointment or guilt or overwhelm or stress or pain or hurt, you will not do it because of that perception that you have, because it's a negative perception. And nobody wants to be operating like this simply because it limits you. And on top of that, it adds to the heaviness of whatever is happening. On the other hand, if you perceive the consequences to bring joy, meaning, power, 
um, vitality, fun, no-brainer, you will go and get it. Your life right now is probably the compound of habits you developed based on perceptions of consequences. Here's the thing, the way you are treating your partner, boss, colleague, parent is based on either positive or negative consequences you have. And hold on, I know it can sound confusing, but it's not. Let me explain. The way people are treating you right now is because they can treat you that way. They know and they think they can treat you that way. There is either a positive or negative consequence to that. I know it doesn't make sense yet, but hold on, I'm getting there. So here's the explanation. A lot of people get pushed and pulled all the time because they never put their foot down and say no or stop because they think it's going to have bad consequences on their job position, on their societal codes, on their group of friends. So what I'm telling you here is that if you have a perception about a situation and the perception of that situation is that if you do it, it's going to have bad consequences, then no wonder you let everybody push you and pull you and treat you like somebody that is not worthy. And at the same time, you're feeding the negative loop. Because if you, for a start, let people treat you that way, it says that you show them that you're not confident enough, you're not assertive enough. And by them doing that, they're also making you feel even more unworthy, more inassertive and more not confident. You want to be careful and you want to be mindful that it's not how people treat you. It's also how you perceive reacting or stopping or saying no or saying enough and how you're perceiving the reaction or the consequence of you stepping up for yourself. In other words, our mind grants us and gives us permission based on the consequences of the actions. You do things based on what you perceive as outcome or as consequence. And you know why I'm going so deep into this today? And in fact, I did script this uh, episode fully because I didn't want to get off track or forget something. It's because I know the solution is simple. If you wake up every day depressed, victimized, processing the same thoughts, the same panic about the pandemic, the same worry about the uncertainties, processing the same thoughts of hardship and of suffering and pain, and you don't show up to take control back with something that you can do, you don't come with solutions, then do you think something will change in your life? As opposed to, if you wake up and have high perceptions, high perceived outcomes, I bet you will show up, take control, get courage and do the work. And that's where you need to be looking at what it is that you want and what are those perceived outcomes and consequences you think you will have if you step up your game. Demystify that, deconstruct that and just go the opposite side towards what you really want. Do you want to show up for your business that you have been putting aside regardless of the sleepless nights? Do you want to show up for your kids? and take your fitness in hand to be able to play and hike with them, regardless of the soreness, the tiredness, and the time that you need to carve in your agenda? Or do you want to show up for your team and set them up for success so you can grow for your company and contribute and give back to the community? I really want to pause here. I want to ask you this, please. Always do your best to see the positive consequence and instill habits that will always lift you up because guess what? There is always a way. Which brings me to the fourth and last area. And this one is probably the most vital one in the quality of our life, 
quality of our mental, emotional health, and overall well-being, choices. The most important side of building a good mindset is choice. Conscious choice. I know the subconscious, unconscious, and autonomous nervous systems are important too, and we do run based on those too, but in practical, tangible terms, a conscious life starts with a conscious choice. You need to grab handle of your choices, and you need to understand that grabbing those choices matters more than anything else. You need to bring back conscious thinking, conscious analysis, and conscious decision-making. Adding in and factoring in, of course, intuition when it gives you signs. And again, please, I want you to put an empathetic, connected filter to every area I mentioned. I'm not here telling you you have to grab the bull by the horns and go for it. I want you to be aligned. I want you to to come from a place of kindness and empathy with yourself. But I really want you to trust your ability. And I really want you to map these four areas. And I really want you to give it a thought and see what comes up. On the side, I wanted to mention also that if you check the job of doctors in psychology, coaches, healers, and so on, no matter the kind of work they do or you go to seek, they will always explore the past, the future aspirations, yet they will always bring it back to the present and what you are going to do next. This tells you about the power of conscious thinking, conscious analysis, conscious choices, and decision-making. It's to help and support a healthier, more conscious today and a healthier, more conscious tomorrow for a better emotional and physical health. And again, for a better, more charged, more joyful and more exciting life. We want to focus on change that makes you grow and takes you towards a better situation. Okay, no matter the circumstances, you can have a better mental health, you can have a better emotional health, and ultimately you can create a better quality of life. So for this fourth area, you want to always be asking yourself, what am I now? How do I want to feel? What habits do I need to come up with and stick to in order to feel? And then you fill in the blank. I want to feel more fit. Well, what are the habits I need to come up with and stick to? How do I want to show up to people? And how do I want to be treated by people? What do I love about life? And again, I use the word love because we all have things that we love and we want to be reminding ourselves what are they, where are they, and we want to be reminding ourselves where they are, how we can get there, and if we do anything to experience them. And then at last, always remember to ask yourself, what am I grateful for in the middle of this situation? If you run these questions every day in your mind consciously, believe me, I give you two or three weeks and you will start feeling the reframing of those negative thoughts and low moods. And if you add to that, eating well, sleeping well, nurturing good thoughts and asking yourself good questions, you will make the choices that support your best vision of yourself. If you add to that again, meditation, breath work, invest in education, in coaches, in growth, being around people that make you get inspired and energize you, I bet you would have tools and actions that will always help you in moments of doubt, fog, lack of clarity, or just lockdowns like now. So to summarize, what was studied, proven, and applied for people who are reaching levels of the highest, highest performance is that they grab their minds. They direct their thoughts again, examining their emotions again, looking at their behavior to support what they want. They set up consequences that support them in their lives. They are around people that help them 
get better, inspire them, energize them. They have habits and routines that support their goals. And they also make conscious decisions and conscious analysis to their thoughts and situations and always put them into perspective to what their next step is and where they want to go. And I want to put a highlight on these two areas because for me personally, these are the most important. I always get around people who are supportive and positive. This is something that I think is one of the main pillars of my life. And I also run habits on a consistent basis. And those habits always have the goal to lift me into my highest state of being and to get me into an elevated feeling or emotion. Basically, I do that on purpose, not randomly, not inconsistently, and not without a strong intention behind. So I finished with the four areas that support and improve your mental health and emotional health and overall feeling of well-being. Whether you're doing them right or no, that's totally fine. What I'm wanting here to give you and what I'm wanting here to clarify and insist on and reiterate is that it's not late. You can do it. You can grab a pen and paper again. I hope you took some notes and then just go through each one. And whenever you feel there is resistance, just take a deep breath and just keep going. This is not to judge you or to feel bad or to feel guilty. This is simply to give you tools to use for you to get to that next level and get out of any heavy feeling or heavy emotion or bad pattern that is not serving you, especially not. Now. So with this, we ended the first part of the podcast, which was about the four areas that support your mental, emotional health and overall well-being. And we will get to the second part. The second part is about the interpretation ladder. And as an introduction, let me just give you a little bit of background about the way our mind and emotions work. They work as a system because we are constantly receiving information. But the way we process every information is never linear. It's like a brain is an orchestra running a million opera shows at the same time. So the ladder I'm gonna talk about is gold because I remember the first time I heard of it, I was in Phoenix, Arizona, getting a training from Brandon Bouchard, who is my teacher and my dear mentor. And when he explained this ladder, I was fascinated. I was like, wow. Because I am a geek about systems and engineering and when we can map and engineer techniques and tools, I'm like, yes, I do that in everything about my yoga training, my yoga techniques, practices, and now even about the learning and the knowledge that I'm getting from Brandon Burchard. He systemized this ladder to explain why we feel the way we feel and why we do what we do as a reaction to that. Here's the thing about this ladder. First and foremost, when information comes in or comes up, like emotions that come up or thoughts that come up, something is triggering our attention and triggering like in a neutral way for, for a start. See it as if there is a group of people with two different or with many different life experiences receiving the exact same information. They will all receive the same info, but each one of them is going to see it from his own memory, perspective, experience, current situation. What happens after receiving the information is that there is a process of interpretation that starts happening. Let's say two friends together watching a movie. The movie shows uh, a baby that, that is born, that was born like the day before. One friend will feel super joyful because it reminds him or her of having his own kid, while the other might cry or even get in a state of anxiety because he or she lost their baby at birth. I know it's a bit dark and weird as an example, but I think this was the only one that I could find 
that could illustrate what I mean. This shows how the same information can be interpreted in two complete opposite ways. On another perspective, let's say um, emails and text communication, and I'm sure this happens a lot to people. When we send a text or an email in a normal formal way, because you're in a hurry or you don't want to, or, or you don't want to forget, for example, if the receiver is in a bad fight or flight mode because he is stressed or he's in a, in, a, in a weird situation or not feeling good at that time, when he will or she will read the email or the message, they will feel as if it was aggressive. And you didn't mean anything of that. You, you, you didn't mean any of that or anything wrong with that. But it might pick a fight because you sent it with an interpretation and they received the information and made their own interpretation with their own experience and moment. The first indicator is information. We receive information. The second one is interpretation. And I need you to pay attention to this. What kind of information is coming to you, positive or negative? And how is your interpretation for that information? Same again, it can be positive, negative, supportive, impactful, whatever that is. Let's say you need to change country and that info comes to you, so you receive it. And between brackets, only Sagittarius can talk all the time about moving countries. <laughs> I am so craving moving countries. Anyways, back to the point. Let's say you need to change country tomorrow. What does this mean to you? You get the information and you choose to interpret it this way. Number one, the world is unsafe. I'm going to be so stressed out and tired. So this interpretation is based on perceived consequences. Remember, one of the areas I mentioned before was perceived consequences. Number two, you're going to think nobody's going to like me or my parent will not allow it. This interpretation is coming from your social environment, your support group and social cues. Number three, I am not up for this challenge. I don't know from where I should start. This interpretation is based on conditioning, habits, habits and thoughts that you are not good enough, which probably comes from lack of confidence and lack of courage in practice. And then the fourth way is I gotta do this. This is coming from conscious decision making because you made the right thinking, the right analysis, and you took the decision that is more aligned with your state of mind, your feeling, your emotions. So the first part where I speak about the four areas that tie together, they work and support and they are interchanging information and patterns. And I would say they support each other with this interpretation ladder. And I really hope this makes sense for you. If it doesn't, just draw it as a drawing and probably I will need to follow up with a worksheet or make it as a graphic. So what happens after the interpretation is the intention. We set up an information for that info that we just got and interpreted. Basically, you think and say, now what? What will I do now that I received the information and that I put this label in or interpretation to it? The mind works this way. The info comes in, we label it and then think, do we want to handle this or avoid it? Do we want to help or let them just alone deal with their own problems. Do I want to go and do this thing or run away? So let's say your husband does something that annoys you for the ninth or tenth time. Do you choose to sit and talk again through and resolve 
or do you choose to ignore because you are tired from talking and you feel that he's not listening and you also choose not to communicate this intention by the way can kill a marriage it's kind of the beginning of the end so just saying don't stop communicating no matter what okay and again this whole episode or training is to make you get on the high performance train start assessing how you live if you are intentional mindful of each and every information and interpretation you go with and how you then show up and decide on your next step so back into intention the power of intention is that it's part of every successful fulfilled person's routine and life because every successful fulfilled joyful person in life or on earth consciously works to build better contexts better relations better quality of life better experiences do not underestimate the power of intention get the information put the label and the intention that you will put against those two first pillars or steps of the ladder are going to define your next step so after that what remains is we take action right our initiatives lead to a result lead to new information which again can be good or bad good outcome or bad outcome and this is like a wheel that basically happens every single day in your life over and over and over again so i hope you understood what i mean we are constantly receiving information we are constantly labeling the information we're constantly putting intention or deciding a goal that we want to get from those two first steps and at last we take action based on the information the labeling and the the intention that we stick into it and this is why I love this and this is why I say it's gold because it explains everything in your life if you look at the great areas in your life versus the shitty areas in your life now let's add one last overall key to this ladder it's like a magical ingredient or spice that brings the whole dish together and shapes all of this and that spice is identity what is your identity am I a good person am I a bad person Am I a strong person? Am I a weak person? Am I capable or incapable? Am I ready or not ready? Am I good looking? Am I not good looking? Am I smart? Am I not smart? In other words, the overall picture of yourself and the overall feeling you have of yourself impacts each part of the ladder. Let's get some examples so you can get a better hold of what I mean. Let's say you want to let's say you want to start a business, but you aren't doing anything about it. You really really want to. Like I want you to think that you really are craving getting a business and starting, but you never start. Do you ask yourself why? Could you put that on paper and start going one by one? What is the information? I want to get a business. What is the interpretation? Oh, but we're in the middle of pandemic. It's not going to work. People are struggling blah 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 what's the intention or the goal to that hmm I'm not gonna go through that I'm not gonna succeed nobody's gonna like what I'm doing nobody's gonna support me and then you make the bad choice and then you never ever ever start and then you keep feeling bad about yourself because you want to start the business and then you start working into this loop from the information to the action and then if the outcome is bad you feel guilty and then you feed another information adding another label to it and so on and so forth and this means that your interpretation is sprinkled all through with an identity that you are not enough you're not smart enough you're not good enough you're not worthy enough and you're not courageous and confident enough to start your own business and that becomes your identity which means your personality which means your whole reality is based on this do you understand what i mean and again 
both systems will explain it. If you put them together and then just see the indicators and see the steps of the ladder, and if you really are honest with yourself, please take a pen and paper, write down everything. Another example. I don't get it. I wake up with lots of motivation and drive. I start the day and by the end of it, I didn't do anything from what I had to do through the day and what I had planned for myself. Another example. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Let's say you want to work on your mental health and support it in the isolation and lockdown. Let's take myself as an example. I miss my friends, I miss my family, I miss my country, and I suffer a lot from the lack of freedom to move around and do what I want. It's just my nature, I am a traveler, I am a social person, and it's very hard for me not to do that. Okay, so what kind of information I get that it's impossible to travel right now because of a huge pandemic? How do you label it? Huh, um, okay, it's annoying, it's exhausting, it's tiring, it's frustrating. What is the intention I set up to it? Okay. Well, I'm building resilience. I can't do anything about it, but I can do much more about how I react to it. And even when things get really hard and emotional, I just have to equip myself with better tools, meditation, talk with friends that uplift me, do more fun activities. You probably have seen me running and singing and dancing on Instagram all the time. And also believe that I got this and that this will pass. So what's the initiative then? I take it one day at a time, but still make the choices that will support my health balance and in the days that it feels harder I do activities that make me relax and see the good in the world so just to close this part of the identity again if your identity is low self-image low self-esteem low frequency it will reflect in your social circle it will reflect in your conditioning consequences perceptions and choices which will also affect you on the interpretation ladder, on how you get the information, how you label it, what intention and goals you set up for yourself and what actions do you take. And then again, these two systems are interconnected and one feeds the other. If your social circle conditioning consequences and choices, which mean habits and people around you and all the, the aspects that I talked about in the first part of the episode, if those are uplifting, even if you have a low self-esteem and a bad frequency and all these things to life and even if you have a low identity image a low self-esteem a low vibe frequency around if you put yourself in better context if you have better conditioning if you put better habits if you get educated if you listen to better um, information podcasts books people that really you aspire to be more like it will naturally reflect on your interpretation ladder which means, again, information, interpretation, how you label it, intention and action. And it will have the effect in your mood. So basically, this works like a system. When you change one piece, it affects another piece. On the good, but also on the bad, okay? It's a collaborative loop that works for the positive and for the negative, that creates sustains and reinforces your identity, one side or the other. So the question is, what do you choose? Do you choose I'm overwhelmed I can't handle it or I am overwhelmed but I got this. If you repeat the positive parts and if you assess where you're lacking positive inputs, positive habits, positive social support, etc. and then start working on that, believe me, it will change your life. So again, what do you choose? I am overwhelmed and I can't handle it or I am overwhelmed but I got this. All right? Okay, that was it again. This is one system with two components 
that I wanted to expose to you so you can work with it as a checklist whenever you feel low, whenever you have chaos around or just want to check in with yourself and where you are, get a pen, get a paper, review each of the first part of the podcast, each category from the first part of the podcast, analyze the interpretation ladder and the identity you apply to it. And I am sure you will get clearer about either what went wrong somewhere and what needs to be adjusted and also get support and help to define what do you want to change and just decide and go for it. This is to support your mental state, your emotional state in the middle of the pandemic. I am giving you this for you to also see other tools and other techniques that you can apply for your overall well-being, which means the physical energy, uh, mental health, emotional health, etc. And of course, this is one piece of the puzzle. It's like I have um, a bucket full of arrows and each time I'm giving you one arrow to see what works best with you. You can check episode three for the brain chemistry and the effects of prolonged stress on your brain chemistry and the hormonal system etc and you can also listen to the morning priming episode which is the bonus episode that will probably help you as well rewire and reframe how you tackle the day and start the day with a constructive positive mindset I will for sure touch in other aspects and techniques in the future uh, but until then I am so grateful for you I am so happy that you're here. I keep receiving your comments and your reactions on the podcast and, and on all the work that I'm putting out there. And it really warms my heart. So thank you for being here. Please do not forget this podcast is but a part of a work. It's but a part of the work. Follow me on Instagram, send me messages. You can even send me questions on the podcast on Anchor if you have anything that you would like me to address. I am wishing you all the strength and happiness in the middle of the experience experience that we're going through since 2020. Thank you very, very, very much, my friend. Bye. So that's a wrap, my friend. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. You can also support us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Like, share, and spread the good vibes. Thank you again, and we will meet next week for a new episode. Until then, live fully and be kind to yourself.